Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another episode of the Z Nation After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 13, The Siege of Murphy Town. We have a very special guest tonight with us tonight. Stay tuned. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Wow. This episode, though. Wow. This episode, though. <laughs> just keep doing that. That's forever. really good. Just that's, forever. That's for the entire hour. after show. It's just, wow. This episode, wow. though. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's going a little wild in the same way that the sun is a little warm. <laughs> just a teensy Woo. bit. Uh, how are we all feeling tonight? <laughs> This is a lot of internal feelings. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots going on. A lot of emotions running yes. high. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another episode of the Z Nation After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about the Siege of Murphy Town. Let me introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Michelle Cullen. Hello, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. Joining us tonight, a very special guest. You may know her as Sun May, but she is Sydney Vieng Nguyen joining us tonight. Thank you so much, Sydney. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thanks for for coming in. Thank you so much. We are really excited to get the chance to talk to you tonight. And I am Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. You guys, we are also going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVZNation as well as the live chat whenever we get that pulled up. Thank you kindly uh, to our engineer on the ones and twos. Thank you so much. Guys, that was... uh, that was a thing that happened. How are we? It was a thing, and it occurred. And I, I feel like this was a very extreme episode, even for Z Nation, because we've seen the creepy stuff they can do with. I keep coming back to the cannibalism episode, but it's still one of the best episodes I've seen of that. Or a couple ago, where we had uh, Doc. We've seen the creepy stuff that we can do, but this was a completely different flavor. This was just nuts. This, this was definitely an intense episode, and the thing about it that really strikes me is that it's not resolved. Yeah. No, um, it's, temporary, right. it's temporarily put to bed, but the issues that exist between Warren and Murphy and the reasons they were about to kill each other <laughs> have not gone away. No, not at all. Sydney, having worked on this episode, mm-hmm. um, when you saw the script, were you like, wow, this is this is kind of darker than what we're used to, but at the same time, a lot of the episodes that you've been on have been extremely dark. Yeah, yeah. So no. you're just like, this is run of the yeah, mill. Yeah, this is exactly. I'm like <laughs> every day, I just get up. I'm like, okay, it's just gonna be a dramatic, dramatic day right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get past just, the the post office episode. Oh my god, yes. Wally, Be- Wally Becker. Exactly. <laughs> and that was that was Sun May, who's like, I just got here. Yeah. What is happening yeah. right I now? I think they just wanted to. Tour- torture me this entire season. They were like, who can we cast to like 
torture she every just really put episode. through the hurdles. Yeah. I just felt like every every day going to work, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally prep and then, you know, hope did for the they, best. Did they give you any warning when they when you got the part? Or did they you say, mm-hmm. Hey, BT dubs, Sun May is gonna like go through some stuff this season. No, no warning whatsoever? No. no. I had oh. two scenes that I um auditioned for and they weren't that they were uh, it was dramatic the second scene but not where it's like you you might get killed you know oh. by a <laughs> crazy postman you know uh yeah it was none of that was no. in there so no. you walk on but i knew set. i was si- what i was signing up for i mean it's z nation so it's like come on have you, <laughs> have you watched the show before i'm sorry have you watched the show yeah before? I, yeah i did mm-hmm. okay so you knew everyone gets put through the ringer yeah yeah just not quite like oh there's like I can just imagine what it was like walking onto the set for the for the post office episode where there's like a literal head like a you know decapitated head and like brains outside of bodies like oh and just God. blood dripping everywhere set dressing did an amazing job I walked in there like whoa <laughs> like I didn't have to act I was like Literally in the yeah, it put in the mindset. Yeah, in the mindset of I'm about to. (laughs) This is a bad situation. Well, I'm gonna die today. (laughs) Yeah, and and the the guy who played the actor who played Wally Becker was amazing. He he definitely encompassed the the character. So for sure, and for this episode in particular, I feel really bad for this character because she, like I said, she just got here, and there's so much context that she's missing, and she's like. I don't quite know what's happening. Yeah. I'm just here doing my best. Yeah. To fit with Red and 5K there. And it's just like, you completely missed the beginning <laughs> oh of the season. God. It's okay. It's like, who, who are these people? Why do you think they're hallucinatory when I can see them too? Yeah. I, what? I so think they're having of, this emotional moment and it's just kind of... Yeah, I think a lot of my character is that. Just like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the, F, what the <laughs> F is going on? I just witness. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of absorbing, observing, and just computing what's going on is Playing a lot of my my character's uh, <laughs> purpose. <laughs> permanent catch-up. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm... T- I, okay, cool. I guess yeah, this is this I'm is the way with the, the punches. <laughs> Someone get me some popcorn. I'm gonna watch this love scene go down. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Whenever you're done, it would be nice to try yeah, to you know get a vaccine. Let's get the show on the road here. Yeah, yeah. let's focus. <laughs> so yeah, we we have uh, this is a very unique episode uh, because this is definitely the confrontation that we've been building up to for some time between Warren and Murphy. And I want to know, uh, across the board, like, was this kind of the way you guys pictured this confrontation going down, or did you kind of see it going a little differently? Because, personally, for me, I did not see Warren losing the moral high ground as a possibility, but given everything she's gone through, it completely makes sense to me. Yeah, she really got into the whole Scorpion role, and that's not a good thing to get into as opposed to I've taken on this mantle but I'm still going to be me she essentially becomes that mantle and gets extremely brutal even for her and we saw a lot of swinging back and forth between knocking people out and sweet talking them and it just I feel like we missed an episode <laughs> like in terms we of saw the development bit, yes like we saw the bit with the red hand and then we have two episodes and now we're here and it's like what what? What? Like, I get the character trajectory, but because we didn't see the character trajectory, it feels like we took a flying leap. 
I agree with that fullheartedly. I think that a little bit of development would have been good to see and it would have made more sense. Um, going back to your question, though, of did I see this as a potential outcome? Not before the episode with Hector and Vasquez. Yes. Not in yeah. a million years. Absolutely. After that, though, absolutely. This makes sense. She snapped a little. Just, just a bit. Just a little. Just a bit. <laughs> There's Enough a to just pull you... out someone's brain and be like, Murphy. Oh. You know? <laughs> Like Murphy nip. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I call my cat. You get the dry food and be like, "What?" I was gonna say with brains. <laughs> Jesus, that's with not her good. favorite food. Brains? No. <laughs> but you've seen me feed the cat. But uh, but yeah, uh, this uh, for me it was a little jarring. But at the same time, it's completely understandable because. She did just kill somebody she did have, if nothing else, complicated feelings for. Yes. Maybe not full-on romantic feelings, but there was definitely a little bit of attraction there. And there's certainly a certain tragedy to Vasquez's character and what happened to him. It's absolutely tragic. And the, the fact that she felt the need to take him out after he, you know, quote-unquote murdered Hector. Well, she still thinks Hector's dead. Yes. They, no one That's in true. this group knows. To her, Hector is dead. She killed Vasquez. Addie and Doc presumably are still alive, but there's never any way of really knowing. And Murphy has set himself up a little cult. So after all of that and after everything she's been through, it is completely understandable that she would kind of go off the deep end a little bit but I never thought that Warren herself would ever stoop that low because she is this kind of moral pillar and she's this pillar of strength that all the other characters can rely upon but at the same time it's like every person has their limit so for me it's understandable but without taking that into having had a weak break between uh this episode and the episode where Vasquez was murdered. Oh, well, we yeah, that's two weeks. that's what I mean. Two weeks. Uh, it was very jarring, and I had to remind myself. Oh yeah, she just murdered Hector. You know, she didn't murder Hector. She murdered. Vasquez. She murdered a man who murdered a man that she cared about, <laughs> and she cared about the man that she murdered. As yeah. Well. So like it's complicated. it was. It, it's yep. very <laughs> complicated. And so it was understandable, but at the same time, I had to continually remind myself, she's probably at her limit at the moment. You either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. Yeah. that's And everyone has lived in this apocalypse a good long time. <laughs> that's very true. It's It's difficult when you see a character kind of reach their breaking point, especially when that character is in a position of leadership, because if the leader loses their moral integrity, where does that leave us? Hosed. <laughs> kind of. A little bit, yeah. Well, um, I feel like part of that might have been that Addie and Doc weren't there either, and they do bring a certain amount of balance and humor to the group, mm -hmm. and Addie is the one that can tell Warren, what are you doing? No, no. Sit. That's true. That is very and true. And she's not there. Yeah, her, her, both her right-hand you know, people are away on a mission at the moment and yeah there's like I guess uh, I guess Doc and Addie would be her conscience uh, <laughs> both of them telling her no at the same time yeah. <laughs> she's like stop it stop it now 
Yeah, so on the one hand, it, like like I said, I understand, but it was very jarring. Uh, so I want to know from like a script perspective, given that Sun May is new to this group, uh, and she's only known these people for a certain amount of time, when you read the script, were you like, that makes no sense? Like, Warren wouldn't have gone off the deep end like that. Um, I know there was discussion of, you know, how... I mean, they, I think the writers and producers wanted to... And like you guys said, because you had a, a two-episode or a two-week gap, you didn't... You know, it was very jarring to see, you know, that big gap there. It changed from um, one thing to another. Yeah, one thing yeah. to another. But um, I think they tried to show, at least... They tried to show her slowly unraveling with, with small things here and there, what she would say, how she would act up until this episode. So... I know they tried to to show that instead of just so. I'm sure if quick. we sat down and rewatched it, like a lot of the one-liners and a, a a lot of the the non-verbal performance would most definitely lend credit to that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like just m- her making more irrational decisions, you know, without consulting anybody. I mean, she doesn't really have anyone to consult other yeah. than, you know, me now. So, Who's um, a medical professional, yeah. but not necessarily a military strategist or anything like mm-hmm. that. And also the person who just got here. Yeah. So we don't have that report you know, yeah. that Addie and Doc has. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember distinctly Warren referring to uh, Sun May as her doctor, yeah. not necessarily <laughs> a, a confidant. Like, let my doctor handle this. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. As somebody who's reporting to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got to be very interesting, too, like, assuming uh, a powerful command of all these, like, not not upstanding individuals, I suppose you could say, with the red hand. Yeah. It's like inheriting the mafia. Eh. Or something. It's like inheriting a gang. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. A gang that you find completely expendable and you don't really care about their lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, let's let's talk about a little bit of the confrontations between Warren and Murphy. Because I feel like, again, that's very much the crux of this episode. And it's something we've been waiting for all season, ever since they had their confrontation from the very beginning of the season. Um, was this kind of the way you guys saw their initial face-to-face kind of going down? No. (laughs) I'm still trying to put thoughts together right now because seriously, this episode was just me watching it going, dear God. Just kind of a deer in the headlights sort of thing. A little bit. Deer in the headlights. It was just a lot of Technicolor and fake blood everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Like, you're asking me about the character nuance, and I'm sitting here. The thing that is emblazoned in my brain is the girl hooked to the cable. That that was really hard to watch. And just her screaming for help. Like, I'm not okay right now. (laughs) I'm not good with anything. I know that there are many, many other things happening in this episode, but right now that's that's all I had that that's one of those pieces of graphic imagery that's going to be with me for weeks that was an incredibly gruesome scene for Z Nation extremely well acting dead level of gruesome we don't usually go there without making it cartoony or silly in some fashion and we went there and lived there this episode (laughs) and that was just like what am I watching (laughs) yeah Am I on the right channel? Am I on the right day? Where's the wheel of cheese? I don't know. We did get the zombie tumbleweed. Which is great. Which I love. (laughs) Just same same thing. Same same. thing. Yeah. 
I know there was nuance of dialogue happening here, but dear God, the imagery. Yeah, this is definitely a harder episode to talk about because so much of it is spent going... For those of you listening on iTunes, I made a face at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Just a face. Just a face. I feel like the people who are listening are like, is, is, is my iPod on? Like, what am I doing? Oh, no. They're just sitting there in awkward silence because this episode was insane. Gotcha. My volume's not broken. <laughs> um, and, yeah, for... Uh, as an actress who was brought on to a show that I imagine was probably pitched to you as like, this is a comedy. It's funny. <laughs> uh, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, no. Were, yeah. were you a, a fan of the show beforehand? Uh, I actually only watched um, snippets of it, so I never, okay. watched, the, I so never you, watched the show. But, but I would watched... see like um, promos for it on sci fi because I'm kind of into Paranormal Witness. That's kind of like my nice. player. <laughs> So I'd see it, but then I would I have I wouldn't watch like a whole entire episode. But obviously, when I got the audition, I had to do my research. So I watched the first two um, seasons to do backstory and, and character work to figure so. out where everyone was. Exactly, yep. exactly. So tell us a little bit about and the audition, I beca- and then I became a fan after watching. <laughs> it. Yeah. So tell us a little about uh, a little bit about the audition process. I know that some of it is like mm, can't really talk about. But yeah, it's always nice to hear how actors get brought into uh, get brought into this cast, especially for a group of actors who are so tight knit. But at the same time, anyone could go at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I got brought in by Scotty Mullen, who is the uh, LA casting director. So he casted me in Isle of the Dead with Joey Lawrence, the zombie oh, no. feature yes. film. So awesome. I had a small supporting yes. role on that. So that's how he found out about me, and he knew me from that movie. And um, my managers called me and said, hey, Scotty wants you to be um, put yourself on tape for an audition for Z Nation. And I, of course, heard of the show. And I'm like, awesome, sci-fi, Z Nation. So um, I prepared two scenes on tape for Scotty. He sent it into the producers, and I got called back for a producer session, which is in person in front of um, the producers, Carl, Jody, and um, uh, I'm drawing a blank, uh, <laughs> The producers, executive producers, <laughs> writers. Uh, Craig. No, I'm sorry. Um, why am I drawing a blank? It I might had, be Craig. It might, yeah, um, it Craig could Gaylor. very well be but, Carl, Jody, and, Carl, Jody and, and Craig. He's gonna kill me. Craig, for, like, Michael. Uh, I'll, David. I'll remember it. I'll remember it later. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I went in um, for a producer session in person, and I uh, read for them the part, and I didn't hear like a within a week that I I didn't hear anything, and so I was like, oh. I, I didn't get it, you know. I wish whoever got it the best, um, <laughs> but I wish I would have got it because Senmei was such a great part and mm-hmm. character. Um, but then I would say three weeks later, my managers called me and said, "Hey, they want to offer you Senmei." Scotty just called us, and I was like, "In the j- at, in the gym," and I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 "Hold on, put down my dumbbells," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> uh, yes, you know, and. Uh, just an opportunity to to be on an awesome show that already has a built-in fan base and uh, you know everyone's always excited about talk whenever they talk about the show so I was um, just ecstatic and I was like yes where do I sign you know (laughs) so that was yeah were you excited to go up to Spokane Oh, yeah. I, I love the great outdoors, so I, I love the Pacific Northwest. Mm. And I know it's so a little perfect. eastern Washington, but it's still beautiful the up there. It's yeah, gorgeous. and we shot the last couple episodes in um, the Seattle area, so just <gasps> north of Seattle. So that was the first time I actually got to explore there. And we were, like, in an actual campsite. And I was like, are you serious? This is base camp right now? And you can see the mountains and the trees <sighs> and the rivers. And I, I was just in heaven. I'm like, this, this can't be real. Like, I'm getting paid <laughs> to shoot, you know, a TV show 
in heaven. So yeah, it, yeah, it, it was amazing shooting up there. So yeah, it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous in Washington. Mm-hmm. It I is love Washington. So it's pretty. Yeah, definitely. Well, and Chad is certainly happy to be able to talk to you, especially Anna. She is thrilled and a half <laughs> that you are on thanks, the show. Anna. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and again, Sun May is a very welcome addition to the group, considering yes. that literally nobody in the group proper has an actual medical, medical training. <laughs> <laughs> like actual honest to goodness <laughs> medical training. Yeah. Doc tries, but yeah, I feel like bless his heart, gold (laughs) star. I feel like Doc knows the things he knows very well, but when it comes to actual medical training, that's that's something that's a little beyond. Yeah. So, did you have to do any any, apart from actually sitting down and watching the show? Did you have to do any research for the part? Uh, Medical terms, um, medical, just anything that a, a. a general doctor would know. I, of course, yeah, watch YouTube videos, um, <laughs> read up on you know anything that is in the script that I don't know about, and just the the normal stuff that you would research as a, I think a, a good actor would do. You know, instead of trying to you know say stuff that you don't really. So know that when you're on. actually delivering these medical terms, you're like. There's an air of believability yes, to exactly. it. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have absolutely said this 80 times before. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, to, to kind of get back, um, Murphy and Warren's confrontation, I feel like Warren completely lost the moral high ground the moment she, start, she started attacking 10K. Like, not even, not even interrogating him, like, actually started physically attacking him. That, for me, was when I was like, okay, she's completely lost the moral high ground in this scenario. That doesn't make Murphy right, but it definitely means that she has kind of lost her moral compass and needs to get put back on the straight and narrow in some way. We did get to see what the note said. That's true. (laughs) Never mind that we'd read about 70% of it backwards in a previous Which episode. Which said, find Warren, kill. <laughs> yeah, we saw, find Warren, something, something, kill. You guys really okay, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, we, we went back and in. paused. No, we went back and paused the screen. It was like, what does it say? Okay, move it a couple we frames. We need to know, we need oh. to know. Okay. <laughs> We're those types those of Those are hardcore fans right there. I will, I will <laughs> say, you identifying that moment as the moment that Warren lost the moral high ground. Thinking back to how that was shot, Murphy was up. He was elevated. Above her, delivering his calm, composed lines to her while she kind of lost it emotionally. Uh, So just image-wise, that was also a very powerful, poignant moment within the show. Yeah, I'm glad you guys picked up on that because I think that's what the writers and the producers wanted is the, the roles have been swapped where, huh, you want the viewer, they wanted the viewers to be like, Maybe Murphy is right. Maybe he is saving humanity now by creating blends instead of Warren, you know, saving humanity. So I think that they they wanted that kind of gray area. Yeah, Yeah. both characters are in an area that is definitely moral ambiguity is, I I think, a pretty wide spectrum. And both of these characters are are currently in that gray area. Mm -hmm. I think in the uh, apocalypse, (laughs) you kind of have to push your moral You live in that gray area, for sure. (laughs) So I think, yeah, that's a... The thing is, is that Murphy's ultimate goal can be, and this is something we've definitely talked about in the past, his ultimate goal can be perceived as noble, but he's most definitely doing it for selfish reasons. The fact that he gets to be king of the castle. Whereas Warren clinging to, quote-unquote, the mission 
even though there's no CDC, Citizen Z is only in very brief, infrequent contact uh, to the point where they can't, they're having trouble even finding her to relay instructions and gather information. Uh, she's very much acting on her own accord, which prior to this point has been very simple. It's get to California with Murphy starting his own cult, there's a lot to kind of deal with in that. And with everything she's had to go through, she doesn't have any direction at this point. There's no one to say, hey, you know what would be the best option would be this, or try to reason with him, or try to do this, try to do this. Right now, the only option is trying to take him down by force, and all the people that he's enlisted now become collateral damage. And that's where we stop. That's, again, where she she ceases to have the moral high ground is the moment she deems every quote-unquote blend as collateral damage. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, yes, they're under Murphy's control, but they're still people. They are. And that's absolutely where we run into problems. And I... The chat's been talking about this, and yeah, just that moment where the little girl comes in and asks where her mom is, and Warren has killed her in a previous scene and used her brain as bait <laughs> for Murphy, and she's just like, Ooh, that hate part of it. Yeah. 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 Not forget that. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, okay, nobody's right here. This is... Yeah. Ugh. So, speaking of that, when she killed Hope, uh, which, uh, I get it, I get it, she's killing Hope, I get it. Um, <laughs> but... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, like, yeah, like, there like we go. But I'm Tish. Rim shot. Um, uh-huh. Hope's dying words are, he loved you. Mm-hmm. Now, is that something that we truly believe? I've always felt that Murphy has a deep respect for her. Um, whether that can be interpreted as platonic love is, I suppose, up for debate, especially when part of his instructions to 10K were, if she doesn't comply, kill her. So when when Hope said that, when Hope's dying words were he loved you, um, and we we see Warren's emotional reaction, what were your guys' reactions? Because I was like, Oh girl, like, oh, you were you were going down the wrong path here. This is not right for you. Yeah, mine was just kinda nah. Cause like, it, I'm pretty sure Hope interpreted hope that is, as love. Hope but is I pretty delusional think. at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hope is extremely deluded. <laughs> Most of the blends are. But I, it's like, you may have interpreted it as that, but... Mm, kind of? I think it's more so the fact that Hope says this and Warren pauses and actually gives it some contemplation uh, that shows us that she hasn't gone completely bat crap crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. I don't know. Uh, again, kind of seeing this in the script is that kind of where you're like, mm, Warren should be feeling some conflict at this point. You know, I, I can only do so much on, as, as my character and as an, <laughs> as an actor, so... Um, you're like, I just got here! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to talk some sense into her, obviously, that scene, but... Yeah, it's because Sunmay tries to reason with her so, so hard because Murphy ends up walking away yeah. from their initial confrontation. And she's like, he let us live. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Please, please reconsider. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really heart-wrenching to see other people like try to reason with a character when they are just so far Hell-bent. gone. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah, determined. Yeah. To just not listen to anybody and yeah. just do what they think is ultimately the 
quote unquote right thing mm-hmm. to do. I don't know. Yeah, and she just has tunnel vision at, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, at that point. That's you know? a great way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of what made this episode so hard to watch. We've seen Warren. She's been there from day one, from episode one, and she's one of less than half a dozen characters at this point that have been. And so we've been with her this whole time, and watching her deteriorate and then watching her just go completely off the handle in this episode, it's very rough to watch because we care about her. And watching this happen, it's just like, no, no, this is terrible for everyone. This just, oh, that's a lot of dead people. <laughs> <laughs> so many dead people. Who didn't need Both to die. die. I, I, yeah, I keep coming back to the woman on the cable. Yeah. Just, Dear the, God. Both in terms of the residents of Murphy Town and members of the Red Hand, a lot of them are dead by the time we get to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And both, and, and it's really weird when you see Murphy is the more compassionate of the two. Um, because Warren's just like, they knew what they were signing up for. No big, no big. <laughs> Not really. They knew what they, they were, were getting into. They were signing up for peace and safety. That doesn't mean that they knew that this was eventually going you mean to happen. Residents of Murphy Town, not oh, the members yeah, of the no, Red, yeah, Red Hands. We're playing a pronoun <laughs> game here. <laughs> that's true. And I have lost. <laughs> I, yes, I was very much thinking of residents of Murphy Town. Yeah, no, the Red Hand are in it to win it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump ahead to how this episode sort of resolved, which was, as as you put it, Michelle, kind of a stalemate. You know, it was Warren finally realizing that she no longer had the moral high ground. Um, But before she can kind of act upon that impulse, uh, Murphy actually entreating her for her help, realizing that it is whatever it is that makes her her that he needs in order to save his daughter. Yeah, because Citizen Z has physically showed up we'll in a small plane at this we'll, point. We'll, we'll talk well, about that's that that's the for impetus sure. for that scene. Of course. We're going to talk about that a little <laughs> bit more because there's there's some fun shipping stuff to talk about there. Well, let's <laughs> talk about it. Okay, yeah, we can that, talk that about Because that is it. the impetus for that end scene there. <laughs> We need that piece of the puzzle. I don't know about you guys, but after several seasons of Citizen Z being in one building, kind of taking a walk and then coming back, seeing him in a plane was... It was both very fulfilling, but also kind of astounding. It's like, oh my gosh, he's going to get to see everyone for the first time in this entire season face-to-face. Almost everyone. Almost everyone. Almost everyone. (laughs) Not quite everyone. Like, yeah, Eddie's not there. That's Aww. He's got a girlfriend. It's fun, yeah. guys. He's got, <laughs> he's got Ramona now, or Kaya. <laughs> yeah. Mm, Kaya in the sky. Kaya in the sky. <laughs> so, uh, when seeing him in the plane, what was your guys' reaction? Because my initial knee-jerk reaction was, he left. Oh, my God. Like, we're finally going to get to see it. My initial reaction was, does he know how to fly a plane? And then it panned out just enough to see, no, he's not okay. He didn't strike me as someone who had those skills. And I honestly could not figure out where he was going. I'm like, are they doing recon? Are they just making sure the plane works? What are they? Oh, okay. That's all right. I get it now. (laughs) Now, for for you, Sydney, uh, did you identify a lot in DJ in this moment? Because... He, I'm sure he's done, like, he, I know for a fact he's done tons of press stuff with the rest of the cast, but for the most part, he's been on his own for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, we have both Sun Mei 
and and Citizen Z meeting, you know, with a bunch of people that they kind of know, but aren't really, you know, they're they're not as tight-knit as everybody else. So did you identify a lot with him in this moment? Yeah, no, definitely, because I think even prior to that, uh, the table read, that was the first time he actually met the other actors (laughs) after, like, two seasons, I believe. So even they were, like, Kalita was like, are you for real? Are you you real, (laughs) TJ? You're actually You're really here. Yeah, because he shoots voiceover. Yeah, they shoot, like, you know, him and Kaya, they shoot um, at a a different place, like, and they shoot block shooting where they shoot multiple scenes, multiple episodes all at once. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they never get to interact with the the, um, the main cast. Yeah. So I could definitely, you know, relate to him. Like, okay, you know, you're you're just uh, observing and absorbing and She's just like, wow, computing what's really going on. Other like, people, <laughs> yeah, well, this is so, so great. <laughs> and they have him so rarely because his schedule is so busy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a busy man now. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. So do we think he's staying for the other two episodes or is no. it just I'm going home? No, he's, he's out. Bye. He said it at the end. He's going back. <laughs> the plane was covered in tree though. Does the plane still work? He'll find a way. He'll find a way. He has a reason. He'll he'll uh, get a motorcycle. So yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about Reverse Kaya. Road trip. I, I really loved Kaya kind of taking charge as his sort of general uh, during, like, taking charge of his tasks because, you know, she's, she is, as you pointed out last week, she has a very different style than he does when it comes to relaying information and playing the DJ for the world, basically. Yeah. And um, kind of her keeping tabs on everything with, with everything that's going on um, that they have satellite access to. Um, I actually really, I want to know what your guys' thought process was on this kind of moment where she's like, no, Addie's not there. Or I, I don't recall exactly what she said, but she's like, you know, she mentioned Addie in a not super favorable capacity. <laughs> and he, he kind of smiles. He's like, this girl is jealous of, like, my previous crush. Well, he's kind of obvious about it. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Again, sun is slightly warm. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that he had a crush on Addie talking on the radio, and then Kaya was listening to Citizen Z and had a crush on him, and then Kaya and Citizen Z hooked up, and she has a weird right in the apocalypse world to be a little jealous. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Women's prerogative. <laughs> I don't know. There's only one Citizen Z to go around, so... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of sweet. Like, uh, just as, just that, again, DJ's performance, just that little smirk of like, oh, she's jealous. Oh, my girlfriend They're likes cute me. Together. Yeah, cute together. they are. They have they really, really great chemistry. Yeah. They do. They, yeah, they are absolutely great. Um, Sorry, before I um, get into trouble, it's Steve Graham that was in the producer's session. There you I go. Didn't know. I was like, I don't know why I had a brain fart, but I need to rectify <laughs> need that to. before I get in trouble. So it was Jody, Steve, and Carl in the producer session, <laughs> whom <Perfect>. I love. <laughs> no, and, and that's the great thing about everyone involved in the show, both the cast and the crew, everybody involved behind the scenes, is everybody is on board and everybody knows that this is such a collaborative effort. I don't think I've talked to a single person on this show that has an ego about what they do. Like and we've ev- talked to a lot of people on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Every everybody recognizes that this show would not exist if it weren't for everybody involved. Yeah, no, for sure. I, when I when I went in um, as a new character, um, everyone was 
already a tight-knit family and that's why I was a little nervous you know and everyone just bonded and clicked already and but they welcomed me in with open arms and everyone's just warm and and do their best at their job and there's definitely no egos you know they always call it the little zombie show that that could you know <laughs> no one was it expecting is. it to um they yeah no one was expecting it to to be this successful so and it's and renewed f- for season four, four. season four like they announced that on tuesday but yes <laughs> thank you the day after we were having all the questions in the chat and everyone here talking about is it renewed is it renewed is it renewed well we can't say anything 10 hours later it's like thanks <laughs> <laughs> i mean what great news though oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so nice knowing that the show, wherever it goes before the end of this season, knowing that it's renewed for season four is very gratifying. Yes. Well, maybe yeah. next season will just be The Hunt for Lucy. Maybe. The I mean, The gang's back in The Hunt for yeah. Lucy. And we've touched on Zona a little bit, but we haven't touched on Zona too terribly much. And really, there's only two episodes left in the season after this. You know what? So we, you know what we should touch on—the fact that Kaya is pregnant. Yeah, girl. <laughs> is this gonna end well, like at all? Is there any chance that this ends well, for, like that this ends happily for Citizen Z? I just worry about medical care in the Arctic in I, the zombie apocalypse. I mean, out of all of the women that could get pregnant on this show, she's in the best situation. Yeah. This is very <laughs> true. true. They have very ample true. food supplies. Yes. They're in a secure location. Has she has her grandpa. aunt and uncle, yeah. grandparents. Yeah. Aunt and uncle, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she's set. Yes, yeah, she is. She's okay. They're just going to restart humanity from there. I just. <laughs> They're going to raise nerd babies. <laughs> yes. It'd be great. I just really worry when a character is set up to be so happy. Like, I'm really worried (laughs) because whenever someone's set up to be happy, that's when Carl and Michael and all of the powers that be go, that's cute. You know what would make the audience cry right now? So, so Let's nuke them again. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Are there any left? (laughs) You never know. It's Z Nation. Exactly. This is true. We found one underground. These are the secret nukes. (laughs) We didn't clear out everything in Wyoming, so. (laughs) Sun May's bringing back some from Beijing. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, I'm sure. So, yeah, did they give you a lot of backstory with this character when, when you were initially brought on or were they just like you know you you did they give you kind of the liberty to kind of create your own character um no i like i said i only had two scenes to work off of and then the first um season three episode one uh episode script to work off of so a lot of it is just my own backstory and creating um where sun may came from and where she is now so that must be that's a lot of that's a lot of the TV work, actually. So that must be like really creatively fulfilling, kind of getting to create your own backstory for this character. Yeah, no, definitely, because you're using your own imagination, your own little secrets to kind of add layers to the characters that the writers or producers didn't think about or are open open to interpretation. So it, it's definitely um, gratifying. Is there anything about her backstory that like? Again, there, it's nothing that's been explicitly stated in the show, but is there anything that you kind of internalized as being central to who she is? Tell us your headcanons. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. Um, I think just what, what drives what I created, what drives Sun May is, you know, she did lose her entire family. And um, to me, just kind of... Um, 
uh, I guess, making her family, like, I guess, helping humanity move forward um, and kind of making her family proud that they didn't die in vain. Yeah. So that was kind of what drove, what I created to drive uh, Senmei's character. I like that. Yeah. I think that's a really cool backstory. I liked the moment. I, I just want to give a shout out to this moment of um, Kaya knowing Morse code and doing it with a stoplight, and then you just immediately <laughs> knowing what it means and you're like spelling it out. I got this. Yeah, <laughs> I got this. Yeah. We good. We cool. We got this. Yeah. Apparently, I know Morse code as well. So, <laughs> so I know everything. Sure, why not? I know yes. how to. Do. You know, yeah. I've always wanted to like learn Morse code, and we actually had an opportunity in middle school to kind of get the alphabet down. And I was like, "What's the difference between a dot and a dash?" I don't understand. <laughs> we used to have walkie-talkies as a kid that had the Morse code alphabet printed on them oh, yeah, and a yeah. little like beeper on the side so you could beep it. Mm-hmm. And it would take us like 10 minutes to do a message because we're sitting there. But... Okay. All right. What's the next letter? All right. It's this one. <laughs> so in the script, was that written out like there's going to be this many blinking lights and then you say your line? Um, it just said... In parentheses, Morse code, and then I, you know, F R E N. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so I had to actually do research to pretend like I actually know Morse code. Very so nice. the beeping lights, I don't think actually, if you were to know Morse code, <laughs> actually spell out anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone's watching this who knows better. Morse code. I know, just someone going, will, someone will, someone will tweet that's me and be like, that's said. not what it says that at all. That's <laughs> That's the cafe over there. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, one of the other, like, again, I think part of uh, a lot of the heart of this episode also kind of revolved around 10K. Um, Because 10K in this episode, I, like I said, I think the moral high ground was lost for Warren when she started beating him. Like, again, he's not in control of what he's doing. I love when we get to see the world from his perspective right before his interrogation. It's very warped. It's very distorted. He has trouble filtering words, everything about it. It It seems like he's dissociating really badly. Yeah, I mean... That he's just gone. There's there's an insane amount of chemical manipulation happening to him to the point where when he sees Red and 5K again, he just assumes they're another hallucination. He's like, yeah, no, you're not real. That's really sweet, but, yo, you're a great hallucination this time around. <laughs> That's okay. A hallucination of you shows up when I'm in trouble and you help me out. She's Aww. just like, what the hell? <laughs> That's so cute! Friend, you are, it's been like a year, I know, but you are not okay. You're not okay. No, I agree. I have nothing to add to that. (laughs) I would like to say, and I haven't been able to say this on this show in a while, pick up the phone, because I called it. In terms of... They are absolutely alive. No body, no death. (laughs) That is how this show runs. (laughs) I was hopeful, uh, and so it was very nice to actually see that confirmed that they were back. So, series regulars? Yeah? Maybe. Maybe. Just we'll because, see. yeah, just season because, <laughs> just because they weren't dead before, it doesn't mean they won't end up dead by the end of yeah, the season. Two, two, oh yes, but then they will. <laughs> they will show us the bodies, and then they will show us the bodies becoming zombies, and then they will show us Aww. mercying the zombies that no. used to be the bodies that used to be the people. 
<laughs> it's not like they haven't done this before. I know. That's why it's so upsetting. Yep. <laughs> no regrets. Um, but again, like seeing Red and 5K come back, again, it's one of those things where it is kind of like, yeah, we 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 definitely made that assumption. But how did you guys feel when when you saw them come back for certain? Because my first thought was how did you know he was here? I kind of figured you were back, that you weren't actually dead. But how did you know he was here? I just kind of went with, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, I don't know. It made total sense to me. I wasn't surprised. You weren't surprised at all? No. All right, cool. No body, no death. <laughs> People are like, no, yeah, no body, no death. <laughs> People just kind of show up places in the zombie apocalypse and it's entirely possible that they saw this whole thing about Oh Murphy Town. Oh, this oh, is happening. Heard oh, the broadcast. And exactly. Went towards Spokane. Hey, Murphy, we're familiar with that guy. You know who was with him? The guy that we actually like. That's true. Let's That's go true. that way. That's a good way to put no, it. No, I'll read the map. You don't read. You speak crow. Aww. <laughs> And that's how you know that they're real, too, is that 5K doesn't actually speak English like he did in 10K's Hallucination. He only speaks in... He speaks in... Crow. In bird! Aww. <laughs> and I felt like they did far more, far too much foreshadowing for them not to have come back before the oh, season yeah. finale. Oh, yeah. But they did a very good fake-out with uh, the earlier episode with the straight-up hallucination. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a very good way of saying... Hey, they're gone. They're never coming back unless you imagine Except, them back. Except, by the way. But I I was very pleased to see them come back for sure. I I can't decide if I really like the whole power of love thing working, <laughs> or if it's an extremely cheap Disney uh. save. Like, I liked it, but I'm not sure how much I liked the fact that it was played straight. Well, it wasn't just the power of love. Senmei had uh, injected him with a vaccine. It's also the best kiss he's ever had in his life. Has he kissed anyone before? No, nope. it's the only kiss he's ever had <gasps> in his life. Oh, his first <laughs> Hence the best. That's so sweet. And also the worst, but mostly the best. But yeah, I mean, again, Senmei had injected him with a version of the vaccine, mm -hmm. but he's been injected and subjected to so many different iterations of it that we're really not sure what effect the different versions she's come up with have had on anybody. I mean, we saw Hector open his eyes and have cat eyes appear. Mm -hmm. uh, Hashtag Z Nation Science. <laughs> Hashtag Z Nation Science. So anytime anybody gets injected with anything that Sun May has concocted on very little resources, <laughs> I always get concerned. It's a crapshoot. It's like it really is. <laughs> well, could grow wings. Could who knows? But you know, <laughs> let me get all some for the sake of we'll... saving humanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get some popcorn and a notepad, and we are just gonna. So, nope, yep. that didn't work. Cat eyes, <laughs> nope, that didn't work. It's science as long as you write it down. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I did one of my favorite scenes in this, and this is partially because we really needed the levity in this episode, is opening the safe. And try password. Murphy's password is password. <laughs> it's Murphy. The, yeah. tech, the, the, the tech support side of me is just kind of quietly dying at that. Because Google, if you try it, will not let you set your password as password. It will not oh, really? let you set your password as 1234. You've tried password? <laughs> it's really? in their notes oh, now. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, you really like, can't You have to have eight letters. It has to be one. You have to have eight characters, oh, yeah, yeah, at least yeah. one capital That's letter, so at least one number, at least yeah. one symbol. And this is a list of passwords that you cannot use. And it includes password.
password, password one two three four, and <laughs> anything that has the sequence one two three four, or anything prior that you've used yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. But those are the just oh. don't even try it, you guys. Just just don't. <laughs> just the, stop. The worst is things that require you to change your password every three months. It's like I just changed this guy. What version am I using now? <laughs> <laughs> I only have so many brain cells to allot for like so many different variations of the same password. Yeah. Z Nation rules one. Z Nation rules two. Z Nation rules three. <laughs> Jeez. Like, that's too close to the other versions. Yeah. You're like, come on. <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on um, in terms of the stuff that goes down at Murphy Town? There is a little bit more we need to touch on in terms of what's going on uh, trying to recover Lucy. I think aside from the egregious violence, we've pretty much touched on everything. All the character moments. Um, I will say, I don't know if we touched on this, the woman tied to the chain, tied to the car that went through the terrifying things, (laughs) actually shouted, I'm afraid. Yes. And we saw all of Murphy's minions duck for fear. And it was only when he did his little Murphy magic that they stood back up and started firing again. So fear is not gone. No. Um, and that, yeah, that's been his, I don't know if uh, motivator, but definitely part of his justification. His selling point. Yes. Yeah. Is a world without fear. And after seeing the big be afraid displayed, you know, for... for With the body hanging. Yeah. Um... That, and then to have her scream, I'm afraid, that's definitely meant to be a direct message for him. And yeah, that's a good word for it. Good good job. Good vocab. This is why you keep me. <laughs> um, but Put yeah. your English degree to use. Yeah, I love, I love that point. Because, yeah. yeah, so much of his justification for everything that he's done has been, I'm creating a world without fear. And that is not true. It is a world without fear of zombies because they don't notice you if you're inoculated. Like, I can understand that being the selling point, but that world without fear in general, mm. the mode, uh, the like one of the um, morals of literally every zombie movie and every t- zombie TV show is it's not so much the zombies you have to be afraid of; it's your fellow yeah. man. <laughs> well, it is That's the zombies, but it's also the people. Yeah, I mean, if anything reiterated that, it was last week's episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even going so far back as um, talking about Romero's Night of the Living Dead, that was also a huge, mm-hmm. a huge point in that movie, which we know Z Nation takes a lot of influence from, both uh, thematically and also from a an overt, z- quote-unquote, zombie rules standpoint as well. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Addie. There's, there's not a ton to touch on. But gosh darn it, if I'm not a sucker for a Jurassic Park reference. (laughs) (laughs) Clever girl. And just Lucy having the zombies point the way. Like, we went this way. I don't know how the man didn't notice any of this. Well, for a while, I assumed it was the man actually leaving a trail saying, like, come at me, bro. Like, (laughs) if you dare. That sort of thing. It was only towards the very end where I was like, oh, no, okay, that's Lucy leaving a trail for her. Which is really smart. Yeah, yeah, she's a very smart, very young, growing little girl. Rapidly growing girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if Lucy knows that someone is after her. I'm not sure if she bought the whole, no, your Aunt Addie is dead because I killed her, mwahaha. I don't bit. think so. 
Yeah. I don't think she would purposely leave a trail if she really believed that. Or even just dad will come find me. Follow the bodies. <laughs> Follow the bodies is always a good way to find someone, right? I feel like when she finally meets her father, she's going to be a teenager. She I feel like is. she is. I mean, she's like a very young teenager. She's like a very yeah. teen. She's like 13 going on 30 right now. <laughs> no really joke. Though. Yeah. <laughs> That should be the, the that next, moment next when episode, you're a the season finale, weird. 13 Going on 30. 13 should be named, they should rename the season finale, 13 Going Forget on 30. Forget Duel, 13 yep. Going on 30. I love it. <laughs> that moment when your joke gets a little too real. <laughs> and you just see it on another person's face. It's like, <laughs> yeah, she had like an epiphany that like, <laughs> <laughs> happened in my Because I was just thinking like a, a teenager like that, that style, that... I don't even know who the actress was um, in that movie that played the teenage girl, but that young, young teenager, and then all of a sudden, like grown adult, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> turns into <laughs> Jennifer Garner. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved, uh, loved, and again, even though we only get little bits of it for this time around, you can see the intensity in Anastasia's performance, and you're like, mm, girl, it is about to go down. That's it's next episode. Down. I'm so excited. It's going down next episode. It's going yes. down, so I feel like that is an excellent segue to talk about some predictions. Ooh. And the light <laughs> show. <laughs> so, so, we got to see the trailer for next week. The episode is called Duel. And we get just this one scene of Anastasia and the man walking towards, of Addie and the man walking towards each other, and she's just swinging her Z-Whacker, and it's like, oh, things are going to go down in the okay corral. Z-Whacker. Huh. I am excited. This is going to be brutal and fight, ugly. Fight, and oh, fight. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the fight choreography. Yes. It's always interesting when they go one-on-one. I, I definitely feel like it's going to most likely be a series of intense action sequences. Um, but I also kind of feel like Lucy at the end of the day is going to be the one... I'm sure Addie is definitely going to to put up a valiant fight, but I also feel like Lucy's going to be the one who, at the end of the day, is going to be able to take down the man with her horde of zombies. Yes. Yeah. Like, you can be um, amazing and badass, but at the end of the day, I mean, zombies ultimately have numbers on you in almost the every scenario. The only person who has come out the other side of a number scenario is Hector. Yeah. He's he's the only person we've seen basically get buried by zombies and then come out the other side being like we're good. Which again, good. I I I assumed he was a dead man. Michelle was the yeah. only one that was like, "Nah, no, no body, body, no, no death." death. <laughs> no body, no death. That's season 4 Comic episode book 1. Rules. No body, no death. death. We're just going to have you um, assign all the episode titles. No body, no death. 13 going on 30. Going on 30. <laughs> All right, Carl, I'm ready. Yes. Well, no, no death is comic book rules for pretty much ever. It's like, oh, we're faking out that this character's dead. They're not dead until we see their dead body. <laughs> and even then, sometimes it's kind and of And even then, you up, get black lanterns and pieces. brightest yeah. days. Exactly. It has to be chopped up in tiny pieces. They have to be, like, buried in opposite super, sides of the world. Exactly. <laughs> super but dead. But even then, it's like... <laughs> and even then, there's magic in comics. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? Why do we bother? And then you find out they had a horcrux. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, magic. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, 
<laughs> no body, no death. No body, no death. <laughs> no Horcrux. Mm, yeah, Anna's prediction is my favorite. Hector follows a laser back to Sun May's group, and she makes cat-zombie-human hybrids, and they all live happily Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love that. We wanted a cat lady episode. Lucy can be a crazy zombie cat lady. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Um, Well, okay. I feel like that just about does it for this episode. Sydney, thank you again so much for coming down. Do you have any upcoming projects that you would like people to know about before we wrap up for the evening? Um, no, I have a short film called The Letter that I'm getting out in a short film festival, so look out for that. Um, other That's than great. that, I'm trying to um, just get back in the grind of things and book my next TV show or movie. So, um, But thank you for having me, and of I enjoyed this, yeah. my time here. Thank oh, you. it was a thank blast you having you on. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, where can people go to keep up with you and all your projects? Um, my Instagram is at Sydney Vieng Luang, and then my Facebook is at Sydney Vieng Luang, and Twitter is at Sydney Vieng, the first five letters of my last name. Well, again, cannot thank you enough for joining us tonight. Yes. It was such a blast. Thank you. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiajet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I basically live in the studio. We're here Monday nights for the next two weeks. Star Wars Rebels on Tuesdays. We're coming up on the mid-season finale. Arrow on Wednesdays. We're also hitting the mid-season finale. Uh, Thursdays alternates between Ruby and Robots in Disguise. This week is the Robots in Disguise miniature tiny season finale. We might have a guest. Stay tuned for that. And yeah, Steven Universe is back. First Thursday of the month. <laughs> My life, y'all. <laughs> My life. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz TV, and I write articles for the movie chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Again, Sydney, cannot say thank you enough for joining thank us. You. Thank you. And thank you to uh, the, the Z Nation fans. Absolutely. Yes, y'all are wonderful. Everybody yes, you guys are awesome. In the hashtag, everybody in the live chat, you guys are phenomenal. Everyone um, who reviewed on iTunes, thank you for doing will, that. We will give you a shout out next week. Sorry about that. We will definitely be sure to give you a shout out if you haven't already done so. Please go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. You will get out of your shout out on the show next time for sure. Thank yes. you guys so so much for watching. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.